love and happiness. Yeah. Something that can make you do wrong, make you do right. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? We're back here again. This is your BW, another episode of the Black Future Podcast. You down with BPP? Yeah, you know me. What, what? That shit's crazy. I didn't laugh this time. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out me. <laughs> anyway, what's been going on, Gene? What's, what's, how's life been? Yeah, I'm working on something here soon. Um, I'm working on a beat tape right now. Um, a beat tape? A beat tape. I have a oh, beat, beat. Okay. Beat, like, <laughs> you know. But, um, I don't know what I'm going to name it just yet. That's really the, uh, that and the logo is the only thing that's like kind of holding it back um, at this point because I'm creating it myself. So it's just like, <laughs> I got to find something, an inspiration for like a logo design. Um, once I do that, then I'll probably uh, put it out. Actually, there's one more thing I got to do. I actually have to figure out a, a name for, like, I guess my producer name or some shit like that. Because I don't want to use the same thing as my artist name. Why not? Because I, I need I need to separate these checks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Separate these checks. So I don't want I don't want two checks going to the same line of to the same Business. person yeah uh-huh so i want to go to somewhere else because like what if what if niggas don't want to work like what if niggas never seen my face right or they only heard about me as an artist and they just like yeah, i don't want to work with that nigga but they heard about me as a producer as they a heard whole other name. nigga name i'm weak and now they just like yeah i want to work with that nigga they did. but then know. they if they see you they may oh shit i'm gonna quit and fuck this nigga shit bitch you already paid <laughs> <laughs> You already paid. What fuck is you talking about? <laughs> so weak. Nigga, I'm finna return. Ain't no refunds, bitch. <laughs> wholesale. 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 What about Speaking... you, though? What you been up to? Well, um, got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. Um, I heard you been flipping bricks. Nah. Flipping bricks another way, you know what I'm saying? Flipping these scripts, trying to get this work out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you talking. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be like Gina out here in these streets because... I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. You hear me? I hear you. Don't hear me. Just see me. You know, see me too, though. Just hear me. <laughs> Sometimes you can't see the wind. <laughs> anyway, trying to be like Gina Prince, Vice Wood out here, you know. You know what it is, right? No. I'm like, that she directed Love and Basketball, the movie for to get into today. So you didn't her do name that is before. Her name is Gina Prince. Gina Prince, Vice Wood. I did not know. For the longest time, I thought it was somebody else. Who you thought it was? Don't let me lie to you. 
But I, I, I <laughs> thought, for some reason, I always thought it was like this light-skinned woman. She is light-skinned. Oh, shit, okay. Well, I never knew her name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I guess I didn't. I, I guess I You probably just never. Oh, I was probably going to put her face her name. Yeah, her name is Gina. Okay. Prince. Spicewood. Her husband. Okay, so you, she also directed um, The Secret Life of Bees. Yeah, okay. See, never knew her name. Yeah, her husband was also a director. Who's her husband? Reggie Spicewood. He um, directed, he's in he's a filmmaker also. He directed Biker Boys. You know what's crazy? Black I have to give it to black people the way that we <laughs> like the way that we keep family relations so secret in an entertainment business. Cause motherfuckers turn up brothers, cousins, married <laughs> men. You don't see them until the award show or some shit. They'd be like, oh yeah, that's my brother. Oh yeah, that's my wife. Like, damn, motherfucker. Right. Like, oh, well, yeah, I got together. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah, we've been together for 25 years. Say less. Oh, right. That's beautiful. Damn, right. I never knew. Because people be like, they forget Method Man's married. How like, did that? Some people, some women are here. Anyway, oh, nonetheless, yeah. we're going to get into that. So, speaking of which, Love and Basketball is the movie that we're going to review today. The beloved classic. It's a romantic sports drama film written and directed by Gina Prince Spicewood in her feature film debut, directorial debut. It's that love basketball movie that you've seen on BET. <laughs> Without it's a commercial. the only other one that they played besides <laughs> Baby Boy. <laughs> Baby Boy's not a love movie. Neither is this. <laughs> this is a love movie. Anyway, so the film centers around next door neighbors and childhood friends Monica and Quincy, who both aspire to be professional basketball players. Monica dreams of being the first woman to play in the NBA, and Quincy naturally wants to follow in his pro ball player's father's footsteps. And so over the years and through many life challenges, Monica and Quincy's friendship develops into a romantic one. And in the end, love conquers all. It's all fair in love and basketball. Uh, the film was released in 2000. It was also produced by Spike Lee. I'm so look, for the longest time, right? Because I always knew <laughs> Spike Lee as like uh, the director and stuff like that. I never knew that he did like production and stuff like that, which is crazy because he did that for most of his movies, right? So <laughs> <laughs> just growing up and when this movie came out, I always knew that it was a light-skinned woman who directed this movie. So when they kept saying Spike Lee's name, I kept denying that he had anything to do with the movie because I was just like, like no. That's, that nigga didn't direct this. What are you talking about? So, yeah, I've been wrong for so long. So, Spike Lee, if you get to hear this, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to discredit you. On Don't discredit Spike. 40 Acres in a Miracle Production Company. But you so, got his 40 Acres, goddamn. Right. Um, I don't know about that. Either. If you're a director, naturally you're a producer. True. So you know, because you know, I direct, and you're naturally because that's what producing is. You're creating. Yeah. You are making this piece come to up. life. Yeah. So in any aspect, that's what you're doing. True. True. Um, and so, and with. His involvement in this film mostly is, you know, helping get it funded. He most likely helped workshop the, the script and just probably well, served as a mentor for her. Wasn't um, Sanaya Lathan like a new a new actor around that time? Well, she wasn't. I won't say she was new, new, but she, she didn't have like many roles under her belt at that time. Like she was up and coming, um, and 
she really didn't. She didn't play basketball. Like she wasn't like athlete. No, I know. I yeah. can tell. <laughs> well, you can tell. You know, you could tell. Although people, you know, work out and train and do these things and whatnot, like you can still tell. Like certain people aren't that. It's a look, you know what I mean? When you see somebody <laughs> Hey, she worked hard, because yes, apparently she, did. she, she did. spent six days a week, for like two months in prep, like, every day just playing basketball. Six days a week? Six days a week. Ooh. Two months? Two months. Ooh. I mean, that, yeah, that's tough. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> On top of trying to rehearse your lines and remember your lines, but that's just all getting to character though. That sounds like because school. once you're in the mentality of a ball player, then you know how you react to situations and then their conversation, this the dialogue should naturally So they put it in a training camp. Not a training camp. Mm-hmm. That would have sound like Well I mean because you know they probably did because Gina played basketball. She was the basketball player. She used to play for USC. Mm. So and it's a semi autobiographical picture, of, you know, because she she inserted her ball playing life Why? and her little childhood um, sweetheart into it. So that and I and that's what I heard. I remember hearing about that and talking with um, talking to somebody about that. But it makes me. But that always made me wonder about it, like because this is your fantasy. Uh, well, not necessarily a fantasy because it's loosely based upon. What <laughs> But it's not a fantasy. It just makes me wonder, like, is it a fantasy? Because did it actually work out where you found love or, or did it or is this how you wanted it to turn out? And in actuality, this nigga won the game and got the fuck on. Because <sighs> <laughs> he still won that game. She lost. But love, again, love conquers all. Is This movie is a love story. I'm not going to lie. It is a love movie. It I'm is not. about love, but be, what makes it Maybe. good to me is that it's not just about love. It has the element of sport. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the love for sport, for the sport of basketball and stuff, and that was the thing that actually kept them, um, one of the things that kept them close besides them actually living next to each other. Um, so I think that played, that also played a part and stuff like that. But they also did what naturally would have happened as, you know, friends, you kind of just move away because mm-hmm. of you know you grow apart um but it it i think what interest what kind of made me laugh and it i still keep just going back to that last scene <laughs> because i remember being in the movie theater and you know black people are not gonna let you just watch the movie <laughs> they're gonna talk so <laughs> it was funny sitting there as like a kid and i remember when they played each other and he took the knee brace off. I remember somebody yelling in the theater, oh, she done fucked up. She <laughs> <laughs> fucked up now. And it made me laugh. And it made the whole theater laugh. But um, it was funny because it was just like, damn, she did fuck up. Why would you play? You know this nigga. You know this nigga nice. <laughs> and he, he really but going he- in on your ass. Like, he, he not going... He's, if but you is, have to think about it in this aspect too, because if he didn't feel some type of way, he wouldn't even get his ass out of bed. Yeah, he would have. Because I feel like the the time frame and the friendship that they had or whatnot, the relationship that they had for each other. Okay, he would get out of bed. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. It didn't matter if he was pissed off at her or not. Like, he was going to get your ass up out of bed. Yeah. 
you owe that person that much. <laughs> <laughs> but he loved her. Well, yeah. I mean, you you could see that after he won, but it was just the fact that he had to win before that. So that and that always because it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have it would have been super melodrama. She just would have won because she was just dunking baskets at first. If she just would have made five in a row, far nigga, where your heart at? It just was like, like I get it, and that part (laughs) and that part I get because and that made me. Like, I understood that because it's just like both of y'all have that competitive spirit. So, but it was just like watching him show his competitive spirit. It's just like, God damn, nigga, you ain't got to go that tall. Yeah, because <laughs> it made you wonder, like, damn, do you want to, like, go ahead and win? Like, you don't love her? It, like, you just like, bitch, you, I don't want you no more. Like, it makes, Yeah, it makes you think of, like, those memes where it's just like you've, you've seen your father that you ain't seen in years. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all had a box, and if you won, he was coming back in your life. <laughs> and it was just like, the nigga got his ass whooped. <laughs> but you know, you have to think about it, but I think that was his character. Yeah, because, because he, he learned was, that from his father. I, was, I, I feel like that's what it was. He he never knew how to properly love, so he right. um, he learned like those traits from his father. So I get that and whatnot. Like, to be honest with you, like there's there's a whole like psychology behind that. That, that whole entire relationship. It seems like two people that didn't know how to love each other, but they knew how to love basketball, but they never knew how to actually like transcribe and tell each other, like, hey, I feel this way about you. So instead instead of me telling you this, I'm just going to shoot this three and hope you get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, because, I mean, because right out the gate, getting, you know, getting into the element, um, it's, again, it's a love story that has sports and even family issues wrapped up into it. And yeah. so... It's broken up into four quarters of their life, yeah. with the first quarter being their childhood. Yeah. We're introduced to them as kids when and you know she moved to the neighborhood, then. and it yeah. and it started and off rough. Then, yeah, they fought. <laughs> they fall right after they kiss, and yeah. so we see that it's a love hate relationship. Yeah, it's toxic as hell. Like. It, and it's been toxic the entire. <laughs> but way it's a competitive them. spirit because she's like, you're not know, telling what to do, and you know, and it's her because. Again, going into that psychology, right? She knew kind of at that age that she didn't kind of be like her mom because we see because how like that like came out on the end. Yeah. She felt like her mom was very meek and right mild. She's like, I'm not gonna be like that. Yeah. I'm gonna speak up for myself. But her Whereas, mom wasn't wasn't really that way. Um, well, her mom was like kind of meek in a sense or whatnot. But no, nah, she was meek because it wasn't her father. Like, <laughs> wasn't her father like that, cheating and stuff like that too? Um, because I think both of them had uh, their fathers were cheating on their mothers. Probably so. And then the difference um, is Quincy's mother said something. Right. And, and she left. Yeah. And then is. even when that scene where um, Monica was getting ready for the dance. No, she was getting ready for school and they were unpacking. And she's like, I'm tired. I'm just going to lay down. You know, I've been doing a lot. Which she probably she probably moved the whole family, you know. And then he come in there like, can you iron both of these shirts? Nigga, No. <laughs> But she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and I and I get that, I get that, and I get that because she in that um and in that aspect, it makes me feel like okay, this is um like back then I didn't get it, but like seeing it like when I got older is more so like okay, this shows like the transition from the uh, a generational way of thinking, you know, like the mother would you know do whatever you know like father help the father whatever but now it's been a more modern sense like 
everyone is like self-sufficient like mm-hmm. i'll help you if you need it but nigga your hands work too <laughs> right because so. i mean i think um you know that was a thing that they explore like in a theme that they explore love and relationships at different stages and over time like you said like they show kind of marital problems through the parents mm-hmm. um and then they're showing this modern love story how love could be we are both chasing our dreams and we're both going after what we want. And, but we know we want to also be in a relationship and we love, how can we make both of these things happen without there being compromised or sacrifice? Like we've seen in our previous yeah relate, you know, in our homes. Yeah. I, and I get that. Um, but I feel like there, in order for things to work, you still have to sacrifice something. Like you can't, you can't always have your cake and eat it too. Like, but why not? Like, I think you can, and I think, and I think that's why I love the movie, and I think that's why you ask if it's a fantasy, and I think it may be a difference of a woman watching and a man watching because in well, my mind, I think it could work, and you're well, like, no. Let's say that. Okay, let's <laughs> let's say this because both of them ended up both back at home um, due to because weren't both circumstances. Them, yeah, due to circumstances, both of them were back at home. Right. If that were not to happen, would that relationship still blossom into what it did? But because it was fate, so it was going to happen. It was only because of circumstance. <laughs> if 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 he never got injured, he would have never had to come back home. If she, because I think she got kicked off the team. No, she just quit. She wanted to come. She was just missing home. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Because she fought one of her... Uh, <laughs> she, I don't know why she was missing America. I don't know why she was missing her family. Ain't nothing going on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was back home. I know she wasn't visiting. Like, because no, she was she playing was basketball overseas, overseas yeah. and she was kind of longing for people. She didn't have friends there because that's her character. She's quite she, reserved, yeah. so she wasn't. She didn't she speak the language. Enough, yeah. She was just there on a. Essentially, at that point, to her, it was feel like a job. Yeah. It wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, and I remember, and I remember that aspect, and it was just like, to me, it was just like, if that, if she never felt that way or whatnot, or if she actually did like open up, I don't think that that relationship would blossom or whatnot, or even, even if her character, um, even if she was reserved or whatnot. Like, and it was, like, I guess more modern times, like, this day and age where you can actually call someone in another city or another, like, country and it'd be free in some sort of way. Because <laughs> um, I know them bills would have been high as fuck shit. Well, I, and that was part of her, the, the what she needed to learn, her art and her development. And, and that was even oh, a thing of relationship with her mother. Her mother had to speak that confidence in her. Yeah, because she still didn't know how to actually open up her mouth. Right. Which is the ironic thing, in my in my opinion, because it's just like that usually tends to happen with children and parents. Like you try so hard to get away from the exact thing you end up becoming, mm-hmm. because it's just like as much as you you didn't want to be like your mother, weak and meet like weak and um just giving in. You are you kind of some aspect doing so mm-hmm. because of the fact that you won't speak up when certain things happen, knowing that you don't want it to happen, but because you're trying to stand tough and trying to appear not weak, you find yourself doing exactly that. So it was just, it was just that. And then just 
the thing, and the same thing with Quincy is like you had so much of a hate for your father at a point in time. Like you loved your father, yes, but you had so much of a hate for him when he did your mother that way that you end up doing the exact same thing when you get older or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then it's funny because like when you do it, you find no repercussions. You feel like there's no repercussions, so you don't really give a fuck at that point. So it's just like it's ironic that these two people grow up hating their parents in a certain way or whatnot just to find them learning love languages through the same them. way. And they're learning, they I think they had to learn how to unlearn how to unlearn based on those things like you were saying because they were like she was pushing so much not to be like her mom but she needed those aspects and certain exactly. elements and with Quincy he didn't want to be like his dad but he, but he needed, needed those, those certain elements in order you know. to yeah and, I, and it's like I don't think like outside of the movie itself um, I think basically with basic psychology is just like you don't have to have both characteristics you don't have to have all of the characteristics of your parents you can that's the great thing about having, you know, dual parents or two people because you can pick and choose what characteristics you like and don't like or whatnot. Like, you may end up forming certain habits, mm-hmm. but you can still break your habit because you're your own person. But I don't think we understand or know how to do that or whatnot. And it shows, and I, I, I will say for that aspect, I do enjoy that because of how they put it in different quarters of how they mm-hmm. learn, how they originally learned based upon visual like just visual uh, aspects of their lives and how they learn unlearn because they seen how that visual aspect originally is bad. And then it was even crazier because they, as they're becoming into themselves, they find themselves carrying those characteristics, but also still unlearning so that they, at the, towards the end, they can actually, as you say, it. have that faith. <laughs> You know, right. And show this competitive. Right. Spirit. They had to go through this art, this journey, learn these things so that they can be better for each other. Um go back to the the four quarters of their life and then the second quarter being their high school years. And this kind of um they're showing a contrasting like the characters in themselves are very different. Well not that very different, they have a very a similarity, but kind of the way that they show athletics from the different perspectives how the boy are pray men are praised and they can express themselves vocally if they disagree with the call something like that but then let a girl do it she's being called emotional she needs to come down she needs to act like a lady all of these things and i think that was a cool element of the day you know she put into the story yeah i like how they uh i like how they did touch upon that or whatnot because uh even if you, you know, college, uh, high school, whatever, like, whatever, whatever, like, time or whatever, like, because whenever you watch it or whatnot, or if you watch basketball, um, you'll notice, like, that's kind of how, that's kind of how it always has been, unfortunately, but it's just, like, the girls will come into play and not that many people are there, but as it starts to get, closer to the boys game that's when the seats start filling up and it's just like a lot of times the girls basketball teams actually be going in and they they're actually pretty good yeah as good as the boys and stuff like that but because of the fact that it's so separated but why i wonder why people don't like women's sports like that Hmm. um it just depends to be honest with people give you various reasons or whatnot um it's not some people tell you that it's not a lot of action in it because you know women don't dunk and stuff like that but i will say that there have been a lot of women lately uh 
that are just getting up there and just saying, fuck it. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, if that actually catches on a lot more, that that's going to actually, I think that would actually make a change as far as like, um, I don't know if it'll actually like make a change as far as like um, them ever combining the leagues, but it probably would boost, you know, give major boost. Well, you know, if they would have just let Monica be the first girl in the NBA, it probably would nah, have started <laughs> I was terrible. Like, who was she guarding? She couldn't even guard this nigga Quincy. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like he didn't even play. Like, he he was like he wasn't he was on the bench for a while, wasn't he? Somehow, and when he got made, who made it to the league? Yeah, yeah, he it, yeah. Um, like before going he got into the injury, like before he, he got injured, he was just being traded because he yeah, because I think he, he was like one and done. Yeah, and he ended up being traded a lot. So it was just like. You got to do it off the yeah, bench. Yeah. Like, and you just won a championship overseas. Yeah, when you think you're spending... Nah, look. I don't know. Hey, you finna get off Monica. Because girls can ball better than boys. Anyway. So. Some of them can. Yeah. I'm not I'm not denying that. I'm saying she's not, though. She's she's not it. Like... Uh, she is it. No. She's she not She was it against there him, is, but she was it. In overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Overseas. Hey, she got the starting role. Starting role where? Over girl. So going into the third quarter of their life. So oh, at yeah. the end of the she got yeah, I remember she that. She got the scholarship. That's... So at the end of the second quarter, yeah. we kinda hit a point in the story where um she um it's a it's a turning point, right? Because at this they have the spring dance and we see the attraction like through childhood and through the high school years, we see Monica. She likes Quincy. She's keeping it to herself. But it's kind of questionable if Quincy Life. likes her back. And, you know, it's kind of we're seeing that he's friendly. Like, that's his homegirl. Yeah. You know, but at the spring dance, at the, they're actually dancing, looking at each other's eyes. And it's, um, I can't remember the song playing. You know, music was important in this in this movie, I guess, was too. Yeah. But it was like a song playing, and they're looking at each other's eyes, and it's like, oh, Quincy feels the same way too. Yeah. And then yeah. they make love to Maxwell, which was like a dope scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was um. It was definitely that. That was definitely interesting, and I found it um. I found it like very like. I found it very like entertaining for the simple fact that it it it's speaks upon like um it was one of those scenes that like speaks upon like you know going like growing up and stuff like that like kind of like how it was in the wood you remember when um the dude was also like trying to get a condom because he was trying to fuck the girl <laughs> so it was kind of like it was kind of like when they put those scenes in there so like in this one in particular when they put it in there it was just like it made it seem like an actual experience like that you would really go through or something like that. Or like you, or if you didn't go through it exactly that way, you know, somebody who went through that, something like that, or that was their kind of their experience or whatnot. But they can tell you like, that's how the experience was. It's awkward as fuck. <laughs> it's awkward as fuck. Cause they looked awkward trying to do it or whatnot because she was nervous or whatnot. And it was like, she was just awkward. She was nervous around that guy. She didn't want yeah. to, Cause she wasn't, she wasn't comfortable with her body. You know, that was another thing she, she needed to learn. She wasn't, body, she didn't think was that she... she was pretty. She it's, wasn't comfortable yeah. being dressed up, being girly. She, um, it was, it was a thing where it's just like, it seemed like she wanted him to be patient, and he didn't, and he because he had uh, people, well, women already looking at him and whatnot. 
he was more so just like impatient. Well, I think it like she. I think she was secretly and quietly in love with Quincy because she said, "I've been loving you since eleven years old." But again, she didn't feel confident enough that you know she to, could be his his girl. And yeah, then of course he got all these thirsty girls yeah, exactly. being on him. So, so again, it's kind of portrayed like. That's what he wanted, but then all along like, he finally just saw been waiting, her. Like on her, right? So it was just like that's why I said like she's been wanting him to be patient with her, but he's also just like, hey, hey but that night he took like, a thing he, though. He, 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 come on now, <laughs> he took that thing though. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, he took it down. He, <laughs> he took, took it. Down. He took it down. Yeah, he and did. he used protection. Yeah, and he said, "Hold up," and he he grabbed the condom out and he said, "Okay, here we go." It's very important. I'm glad they actually showed safe sex. Well, shit, that was also like late 90s, early 2000s. That was a popular thing at that time, you know, safe sex. I think so that's when they, wrap it um, up. Yeah, I think that's when that campaign started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, when that campaign started happening around that time, too, you know. That and the Got Milk campaign. <laughs> they got milk. That shit was crazy. That was sweet. So, you know, they ended up. Like, that's, that was a turning point in the story. They ended up at that point just, you know, going in, being with each other, starting a relationship. They both received scholarships to the same college. So yeah. all the more we reason to try to make it work. Yeah. And so they went into college starting third quarter of their lives. Um, and, you know, up in it for the couple, first couple months, it's going great. Everything's going good. Um, it's an adjustment it's period. Like fine, like, walking on him. I'm skipping the whole story. Man, I swear that was in college, though. <laughs> it is in college, yeah. but I'll get to a point. So, you oh, know, things oh. are looking up for Quincy. Again, he's still always getting that attention. Mm-hmm. Um, girls are still flocking him. And even in Monica's face, mm-hmm. like, she's invisible in college. Not even invisible, but they like... They're just like, okay. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and she, and again, like, even as she was in high school... You know, she was kind of, I won't say mediocre, but she wasn't being looked at like a she high top recruit. Because she wasn't forthcoming or outgoing. Like, she had game. That's what, and that's what I said. The way that they portrayed her character was, I have game, I can play, but I'm not, ex- I'm not excelling to my highest capabilities. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until she actually got that point or got that position over that girl that she started actually putting herself out there more. Yeah, she wasn't very personable, you know, teammates not digging her and things yeah. of that nature. And then we get to a point in the story where um, Quincy finds out his dad has been cheating on his mom. We see, like, a a heartbreak happen. You know, yeah. Quincy's heartbroken because he looked up to his dad. He he, he even acted at that point blank, period, and his dad lied to him. Mm-hmm. And so his heart was broken by that. And that just kind of shook up his whole world. He didn't know who he can trust. Yeah. You know, and that, of course, fed into Let's the relationship. See, yeah. And, you know, because that's he, why they broke up. Yeah, because he like, took it out on her. You forgot to beat him. Yeah, he took it I out. I had curfew. What you want me to do? Yeah, he definitely, uh, <laughs> he definitely uh, took it out on her. And, I, and from both ends, I get it. I both From both ends, I get it because it's just like, from his end, he's like, I just needed you to be there, you know. I don't give a fuck about it. Like, we could deal with the consequences later, but I just need you to be there for me. 
And she's just like, no, I need you to start. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to work for something here. Right. Like, I want to be there for you, but I really want to get this position. I don't want to risk it. So it's, it's like yeah. from both sides. And I guess that's that sacrifice you mentioned. Like, you have, you really can't. Exactly. You have to pick something. At some to, point, yeah. something's going to have to. To shape. So to it's shape. just like the fact. So it's just like if she never decided to come back, you already picked your career or you already picked basketball over him anyway because you didn't show up for him at that point. So if you never came back, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That That's why I said it's just, it's just due to circumstance. Like, I'm not going to call it fate because it's just like you already picked. You picked what you wanted so but just, no, it wasn't like that. Was just like if she would have stayed, this would have been it. Like no, no, I think, no, I'm not like he would have had to understood. Like, bro, like I wanna. Yeah, but I feel like that would have occurred because that's when he she ended up finding like because he didn't choose, she didn't choose him. He found somebody else. Exactly. Which is he found somebody else. Then I was gonna say then she was like then he played like he don't know what's going on. He's like oh this home girl she gonna get something to eat. And she like what? Yeah, <laughs> we like, go get something to eat. What the fuck? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like <laughs> he felt disrespected because he didn't get chose by the one person he actually wanted to get chose by. And it's just like <laughs> rash, rationally, you know, the idea is to keep a player at all times, but he didn't necessarily keep a player. And it's just like that's the ironic thing about keeping a player. It's just like. <laughs> When you get when you get put put in a fucked up situation, you got to keep playing and not really like show your emotions. But it's just like you still find a way yeah, to show you. You still end up showing. You still gonna show your emotions one way or another, even if you try and like choose up or something like that. Like you still showing emotion because it's just like you did something. yeah, you you yeah, it still took some action. So, but it's like um, he should have talked to her about it. Uh, honestly, he should have just talked to her about it if he felt some sort of way. But, well, he did. That's when they was like, you know. You should have been like, there for me and stuff like that. But, but, but he, at not, that point, he still was just like, you know, I ain't yeah, trying to get nothing. And at that point, it was kind of, it was a Which, turning point because his career kind of started going down. Like, the lights are off of him. He ended up going to league after one year. Then he was traded. Yeah. And we go into the fourth quarter of their life as their adults. Like I said, he's traded, traded, traded. Then he ends up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And then her career is still going up and up and up. Yeah, at that she's point, just yeah, like she so now she's, plays overseas. She's Mr. Holmes. So now it's like it's a flip flop. Like it's a flip flop in their and their characters' um, mm-hmm. outcomes and goals and stuff like that. Because it's just like you uh, this entire time, first, third, and first, second, and third, like your Quincy has been excelling this entire time, at least in the public eye or whatnot. Right. And then you kind of been just playing second fiddle. Monica's kind of like playing second fiddle in a, in a sense, and it's just like both of you guys, both of you guys always had game. He just showed it more. Um, so then, when you finally started to show your game more and started to find yourself more, you start to excel. But now he's hit a decline or whatnot because of that one um, that one personal incident that kind of like fucked him up or whatnot, and then it really started playing an effect on his mindset and games. So it's just like you're. Both of you guys are on this teeter-totter now that you're up or whatnot. Uh, well, of course, like, you know, at some point you're going to find middle ground. But it's, um, 
So I guess. <laughs> I think it's like they had to find their true purpose. Yeah. And like, and maybe his purpose wasn't playing basketball but, because. But, I think he's still gonna go back to. The, I, I feel like. Well, because at the end it was kind of, it was kind of insinuated that he was going back to school. Oh yeah, I mean I, I feel like both of them were are still going to have something to do with the game of basketball, like because that's one thing when it comes to like sports, like no matter how much you. Ooh, that's a good. Like, I think that's a good idea for love and basketball too. <laughs> They don't need to do that. Or like uh, some type of spinoff. Like no, he, no. He goes back no, to school. He's in the no, front office of basketball. No. Leave it alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. It's been 21 years. If it ain't been done, it's not going to. Leave it alone. Okay, okay. It's a classic. It's all right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> So, you know, again, but, you know, again, I feel like it's them trying to have them really find their true purpose and their meaning behind what they do. Um, and this was a dual role, both protagonists, Monica mm-hmm. and Quincy are protagonists. Who do you think or what do you think is the antagonist or was there or the opposing forces? Um, it basically was kind of them against the world kind of thing. That's kind of how the story is supposed to be uh, made, like them against the world until like that moment where they weren't together anymore. And it was just like, them now against themselves. Yeah. So it's just like, um, it's always been kind of like set up as them against the world kind of thing because they were supposed to be looking out for each other for the most part. And then until they, again, split up. So it's just like, everything else was the same. <laughs> you know? I you know, think. What if? Um, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, wait, I completely agree that I think it was rolling forces just outside things. And like you said, the fourth quarter then kind of became, they kind of got in their own way sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be our own worst enemy. So I think, you know, that was kind of the underlying antagonist. But what if Zeke, the dad, was antagonist? I feel like you just placing blame. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he just placed the blame. Like he just didn't like that nigga. He just like, yeah, he's had he not cheated this whole thing. Like it just could have been smooth sailing. Had he not cheated, Quincy would still be going up, and he would have never got injured to be back at home to play her in that basketball. Or he could have stayed at home because he played for the Clippers or the nigga was, uh, Lakers. That nigga was gonna stay at home. He was already living somewhere else. No, he was living in LA. He played for. He, he had he, like made it back because again yeah, he was no, just traded yeah, around. He made it back, but he wasn't living at his mama's house. Like he had another house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So he moved back. True, 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 true. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So it's just like <laughs> <laughs> logically speaking, that's that doesn't seem like they was gonna meet up like that. Like it would probably they probably would have met up in a club or some shit like that. The club. Like just randomly out, and she would just be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm back in town." Da da da. And you'd be like, "Oh yeah, true." <laughs> I'm so weak. So, um, okay. The dad, not the antagonist. All right, cool. <laughs> I, I wanna, I wanna, okay, I wanna say the dad is not the antagonist. Um, but I would say that, um, I would say that everything else, like their view, the view of how love was supposed to be, was the antagonist. Um. 
more, not the view of how love's supposed to be. I think I think it's more so ideas that was their issues. Versus I think it was them themselves, their thoughts, their internal struggles. Yeah, that's were what I'm blocking. saying. Yeah, you know, their ideas, their idealism of like one how love was set up. Um, the idealism of how they should go about doing certain things because they were standing in their own ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of times it was just their more more so their idealisms that was like blocking them from actually becoming the better person that they So what made. do you think the overall premise of the movie was? Shit, I don't know. It was toxic. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I really don't know what the um I really don't know what to make of it because it's just like it's just like it's so naturally like it's just natural. It's like, all fair love and basketball. That's the premise. But it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Niggas cheat every day. Like, niggas cheat in basketball. Niggas say ball don't lie, but that bitch lies sometimes. I'm so weak. I'm telling you, that Let bitch lies sometimes. I think it's just like if you just go for your dream, go pursue your passions with full force, like whether it's chasing your career and wanting love, you just give it your all, you're going to win. Yeah, I give, I give, I give that. Yeah, I clap for that one. <laughs> You're going. To... <laughs> I clap for that one. That's a good answer. And did you know? Fun fact: Omar Epps and Tanara were dating while they were making the movie. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, but I they, of course, that. when they were auditioning, didn't let anybody know. And also, did you know? You know, the longest as I've known these names and as long as people have been in this industry, I'm like, I wonder if these people are related. And they are. Who? Mike Epps and Omar Epps. Oh, for real? I My always cousins. wanted that. I figured. <laughs> I wanted that, too. Well, they got the same exact last name. I, I, know, I know Omar Epps be getting roasted every time he go to the reunion. <laughs> I just know it. I just know it. That shit got to be funny. I know Mike Epps be coming. Like, Look at this nigga. <laughs> oh, man. You know, in this a movie, as we wind it down here... It posed a question for me. What's the question? Is it a good idea? I think it's smart to start college, start your college experience having a significant other. I mean, it works for some people. Some people it doesn't work for. It just depends upon you, honestly. Like, people tell you not to, to keep your options open. But if you already know the person that you enjoy spending time with the love, then just why listen to other people? Honestly, it's more so just a you thing can't listen to other people when it comes to things like that i mean i get that also but then what if you because you're okay you're in this say small town with this person and mm-hmm. these are the only this town is the only thing that you know, know the people that you know yeah. you go to college it's a whole new world it's so are you people, going so you really are you giving going yourself to, a chance are you to, going to college by yourself or is the person that you're with also going to the same college either way Either okay. way, because if you are in a relationship, you committed, you can't be out here going on dates with people because you're yeah, a dude no, at another school. Well, yeah, no, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true, too. But people do it. People have done it and whatnot. But it's just like, again, that's up to your discretion. Like, I'm not going to say it's bad to go to college with a significant other because if that's what you want to do, if you feel deeply committed to this person, like this is somebody that you want to be with, then don't fuck that up just because you want to like experience shit. 
<laughs> true, true. Right. And again, if it's meant to be, it's gonna come back around. Cause love conquers all. Yeah, but that's a long time. <laughs> you know, them niggas broke up in like what the third quarter, like the beginning of the third quarter, kind of like in the second. It was quarter. five years. It was five, five years since they had years seen each other. Whatever. He basically cheated on her, and five years later went by. You know what I'm saying? Like, people hold grudges. <laughs> like, you fuck around, you know what I mean? Like, this is your high school sweetheart and shit like that. Like, so, what do, what do you give the the movie overall out of five stars? What do you rate it? Honestly, originally, I originally felt about it, it was going to be a three, like 3.8. But after having this conversation and kind of, like, digging deeper into it and whatnot, I give it a four point two. Four point. <laughs> wow, four point two. I did not from like a what it. now? I did not like this movie. <laughs> you did not? Nah, I was not a fan of it. And don't get me wrong, I like some I ain't liking it no more. You just don't like love movies. You don't like love movies? I like Brown Sugar. Okay, sure. That was a love movie, right? No. Yeah, yeah, definitely was about childhood friends, and these people are child were childhood friends. Yeah, they were childhood friends and stuff like that. Brown Sugar was a child about childhood friends, but it wasn't as toxic. <sighs> I, I think, why do you feel like their relationship was toxic? The niggas was toxic. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> niggas fought when they was kids. The arguments they got into. That's just how they love and how they express love. If it's in their way, why is it toxic? Because it's so bad because you you could tell that people have based their whole entire way of loving off this movie. (laughs) It is so toxic. Monica and Hugo. Oh, like it's toxic because it's just like these are the images that we have like to visualize how love goes in certain aspects and it's terrible. Baby boy, as much as you to say it's not a love movie, and I agree, it's, it's not. not but I don't like I don't like baby boy. Me neither. <laughs> but it's like these relationships or whatnot, like how they're displayed, and then we call it love. That's not love, man. <laughs> That's not love. Like, well, I think it's love because again, as Quincy said, like out of all the women, all the girls, they found he knew love. he knew that she was for real. Like yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, he knew, he knew that he knew she didn't want nothing from him but yeah, him. Because she knew they knew each other already. So it was like, why wouldn't I know that? So, and just yeah, because you like, and you know that you don't mean that you automatically have to be with that person. That's true too. And that's what I'm saying. They found love, but it's just like when they tried it out the first time they were toxic. I don't think they that they how to be they didn't know how to love in general. So it's just like the only thing that you, especially when she didn't show up for him, like I said, his, his instinct was to do what his father would do. Right. It which is toxic. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why you oh, try man. to name him as the antagonist <laughs> to begin with, because what he did was toxic. Not toxic. Okay, and okay, then okay, with okay, her okay. not speaking up and speaking her mind or whatnot, or trying to be like this, you know, like you're trying to be this macho bravado because you don't but want to show it's like not, It's a portrayal of what people do. Which is toxic, which is my point <laughs> that I'm getting at. Like, you, it took you to the fourth quarter to finally learn accountability for your actions and to finally say what you need to say or finally be the person that you need to be in order to love this person properly. There was no, at no time did you learn any accountability. So it was toxic. 
So until you learn that accountability, this you is You know, toxic. they say that is a, a problem when they have taken accountability. Yes, yes, yes. And I think I can, I can attest. I can attest. But, you know, I'm going to give the movie five stars because it has, it's still the test of times. It has aged well, I think, because of its authenticity and, and its their rawness of this relationship. <laughs> of story love. And it has given us like infamous lines. Like, like what? all fair love and basketball. Mm. Like people be like, What we playing for? Your heart. You know. No you one said you no know. one said that these lines that you're saying I have never heard in a conversation. <laughs> I have never heard brought up in conversation. You Maybe are I've probably under heard I've probably heard somebody say all's fair in love and basketball, but then usually they get seven old. <laughs> so uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Those usually be the niggas that can't play basketball. So, <laughs> you know that you 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 wasn't you you wasn't. It's a classic. It. It's definitely a cult classic, and I say, think and we still love it, and you'll watch it to this day. Not really. I ain't gonna lie. I, I did not like this movie. <laughs> you know, I like you don't G don't love love y'all, and it's okay, y'all. I love Brown Sugar, which is a love movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't like love and basketball. <laughs> I love love and basketball. That's All right, but mix. the the BPP we're rating it a four point six out of five stars. It's still highly recommended. Yeah, it's still highly recommended. You're gonna watch it regardless. It's like Baby Boy. Even if you don't care for it, you're gonna watch it because it's on. I definitely would not watch Baby Boy. I definitely turn each and every time. Yeah, probably now. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like when you hear that heartbeat in the beginning, you just, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> this is little, yeah. Nonetheless, um, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, you can log on to the website modernproud.com. Check out the past episodes. We're gonna do another uh video podcast very soon. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. And we out.